Look at this graphic image. Because people like them graphic images. Look at this graphic image that you can find on Twitter. One mistake and we'll kill you. Twitter. It is from a... Let's see, where, who is this guy? Da, 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 da. Uh, UAE Exotic Falconry and Finance. It is the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration His Split Model Particle Cross Sections. And I'm, uh, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but it is a satellite-generated image uh, that emanates or that shows something emanating from East Palestine, Ohio. And the distribution pattern is measured in parts per million, I guess. And uh, you, uh, you can clearly see that uh, if you click on the image and you blow it up, you can see that Pennsylvania, all of Vermont, a part, uh, uh, okay, Pennsylvania, northern New Jersey, so this would be uh, uh, northern Pennsylvania, about the top one-third of Pennsylvania. If you're in that part of Pennsylvania, don't eat, <laughs> don't grow any food and think that you can eat it. Uh, or you may want to think twice about it. So northern Pennsylvania, uh, all of Vermont, the east or the westernmost third of New Hampshire, about the top 25% of New Jersey, a little bit of western Massachusetts, and some of, uh, it looks like um, uh, most of New Teenochtitlan. Is it an accident that the true, the two infanticidal, homicidal lunatic states are nearly blanketed by this cl clout? I'm asking for a friend. It's a rhetorical question. Is it an accident? And, and it's the, um, uh, the, 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 the graph says the number of particles pl uh, plotted. There is another tweet that you can find. Uh, there is another tweet. There is a, a, a plume cloud that you could see that is, uh, uh, it's an aerial Photograph. This one is. Let me make sure I get the uh, the right one here. Uh, this one you can see. I uh, see your Farber has this on her Substack. If you follow Celia, you uh, can see it. This one is from Upward News, and this one is a just in mind blowing new image taken above East Palestine. So this was uh, yesterday. East Palestine shows the di disastrous ecological impact on the atmosphere following the controlled burn of deadly toxins in the Ohio train derailment. And you can see uh, there's a bunch of, uh, I guess these are uh, uh, 
stratospheric clouds or cirrus uh, clouds, the ones that are really high atmosphere. And you can see that all around where the uh, white clouds, as you would expect them, and then in the middle, a ginormous circle that is black. <laughs> so that is uh, what, what is going on over East Palestine, uh, Ohio here. And the more we learn about the, this, the more this just becomes, this is, this is the corona doom all over again, with the exception beam, as Donald, Jump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. points out, the people that have been telling us for the last three years, we're doing everything that we do for your health, are now telling you we're not going to do anything for your health. Nothing to see here, citizen. Move along. I mean, I, I, I must say this is really, really... It, it, first, this is what exactly what you would expect. I don't know why I'm surprised. I shouldn't be. I don't know why you're surprised. You shouldn't be. I don't know why J.D. Vance is surprised. He shouldn't be. That the uh, federal government of the United States and all its attendant agencies stink at what they do. Everything they come in contact with, they destroy. You know, it's, it's, all, it's, it's like it's a cancer. <laughs> It's an infection that starts in the center of the body and then just kind of infects its way out. And it's systemic. It's systemic. How many of you can remember after Hurricane Katrina? What happened? You know, if you watch, what was the name of that series that we watched on HBO about uh, five days at Memorial? Is that what it's called? I, I highly recommend, if you want to see what actually happened, after Hurricane Katrina, watch, oh, what's her name? She played Elaine Warren in the movies, um, Vera, uh, Vera Vermuga. Uh, watch Five Days at Memorial. And by the way, the woman that's portrayed in the movie, my priest, uh, Father Damien, actually knows her. And that story is true. She, she's, she, she does speaking events, and she'll tell the story of what happened at Memorial Hospi Hospital. But... What you learn uh, about what happened at Memorial Hospital and what happened in the city of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina was the uh, uh, at the end result. If you want, at the end of the day, if you want to blame. If you're looking to attach blame, and you wanted to assign it to one entity, here's who you would assign it to: Democracy. This is what democracy has produced. The city of New Orleans after Katrina, the five days at Memorial Hospital, the people that died, the, the, the 2,000 that drowned. It's not one of these stories that people just forget about. 2,000 people drowned in New Orleans during and shortly thereafter Hurricane Katrina. That's a lot of drowning. Uh, there was a, uh, a story of, if you were here, and I was, uh, there was a story of a family that thought that they could ride the storm out, and when they realized that the water was coming and that they couldn't, then they left their home, their car got got filled with water and, and, and crapped out on them, and so they went on f foot 
You know where they were found? They were found, they had taken a rope, or a pull rope, a tow rope, and had tied the rope to a telephone pole, and then had tied themselves to the to, to the tow rope, and all of them drowned. I, just, just one of the stories I remember of the, of the tragedy that was Hurricane Katrina. But you remember George W. Bush famously saying, you're doing a great job, Brownie. <laughs> You know, this is partially the, the story of Hurricane Katrina basically launched the presidential campaign of one Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. Barack Hussein Obama. Obama was the one of the ones that came down here and railed against all the institutional racism that, that had caused all those people to be, uh, be homeless and be stuck in the, in, in, the, in the toxic sewage bowl that was New Orleans. I just remember Chocolate City. Ray Nagin. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, New Orleans will be chocolate again. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Willie Nagin in the Chocolate Factory, as we were so calling it then. But this is no laughing matter. When you exchange your duty and your... Uh, no, because it is your duty. When you exchange your duty to do due diligence in all things environmental, for example... To another entity, there is an exchange and a grant of trust. You know, I, I, I made the unthinkable mistake of popping into the Crusader Stadium chat room during a break yesterday uh, to, to discover. <laughs> to discover. What is this? What is this? Is he nuts? Who in their right mind ever trusted the government, TKD? Come on, man! And I'm glad I wasn't there to see a sought after the fact, because it would have affected what, what, what I said next. Yes, we used to trust the government. No, I don't I mean, trust but verify. I, I don't know. You, you literally put your hand, your, your life in the hands of government, of these Democratic governments, because they, they ostensibly, they're supposed to be the firemen, they're supposed to be the cops, they're supposed to supervise the transportation, uh, vinyl chloride, for example. I can't do it. Can you? They supervise the production of it. I can't do it. Can you? So you can knock me all you want and say, come on, but at the end of the day, they are charged with this task. And it seems every task that they are charged with, they fail miserably at it. This is not just the, the, the ebb and flow of good and bad and the vicissitudes of life. That's just... It is, in, as they say, uh, to use the vulgar phrase, it is an epic failure. It's an epic failure. What you're learning, though, and what we're learning about what happened in Palestine, Ohio, with the Norfolk Southern train that derailed. Okay, we now there was a guy that there was a, a structural engineer that looked at the report from the NTSB. Doesn't work for the government, 
and Maggie follows him on Twitter, he looked at the report and said, well, I can tell you why the train derailed. It was a catastrophic failure of bearings on one of the wheels causing the axle to malfunction. The sparks from this event is what caused the fire, and, and uh, the fire apparently uh, had an effect on the cars that were nearby that were affected, and that's why the thing derailed. Now, I'm su I suppose that the conspiracy theorists are going to be dealing with this for years now, of what actually happened. But here's what we do know. And Governor Mike Drank DeWine confirmed this to us two days ago. We do know that someone at Norfolk Southern Railroad got with someone at the fake Environmental Protection Agency, and those someones cooked up a plan to bust out the sides or bust holes in the 14 cars that contain vinyl chloride. We know this. This is a fact. I'm giving you facts now. We know that they actually did bring heavy machinery in. They actually did dig a trench. And they actually did uh, dig out a containment area where the, the, so the vinyl chloride would flow down the trench and into the containment area. We then know, we, we, we can confirm, because Governor De DeWine said it yesterday or two days ago, we can confirm then that it, the decision was made that the, the best way to get rid of the vinyl chloride so it wouldn't contaminate the entire area of Palestine, uh, Ohio, uh, the, the, the best way to deal with this was to then to set it ablaze and set it on fire. And then uh, that was signed off on. It was approved. And then it was done. No one that was a citizen had a vote. The mayor didn't get a vote. Didn't sound to me like the governor got a vote. Doesn't sound to me like the governor of the state east, downwind, if you will, in Pennsylvania got a vote. Doesn't sound to me like the governor of Vermont got a vote. Doesn't sound to me like, what's that winch's name? That witch's name in New York, Kate, uh, Hateful Hockle, uh, Satan's Apostle. Doesn't sound like they got a vote. And the, and the, and the thing was torched. Only after the fact did we learn uh, from chemists and chemical engineers that, dude, you can't just burn vinyl chloride. <laughs> you just can't go out in your backyard and go, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I got a barrel of vinyl chloride. We're going to have a bonfire. It produces, the fire produces what is called, one of the byproducts of it, Dioxin. I'm fascinated by this chemical process, by the way, that dioxin is produced. You know, you don't manufacture dioxin per se. You make something like polychlorinated butyls, and when they start to break down, when they degrade, then they produce dioxins. So this dioxin, there's this cloud then. By definition, when you burn something, you are changing the form, right? Now, there, there, there were two reactions that would take place when you burn something, depending on what it is that you burn. Uh, the first would be that you would change the form. If you burn a piece of wood, a wood log, it is 24 inches long, it is 6 inches in diameter, and when you burn it, it then decomposes, 
or degrades into what? What we call ash. You can use that to make soap, for example. Or you can use it to coat your tater slips <laughs> so that the bugs don't eat them after you plant them. There's all sorts of uses of ash. Don't throw your ash away. I have bins of ash out from uh, using the egg from this uh, uh, fall and winter. Uh, but, but there would be a change in form. Now, why did the people at the Environmental Protection Agency, why didn't they know this? You would think that this would be a, a kind of a barrier for entry to obtain employment there that you would need to know. Chemical compositions, for example. Why didn't they know th that the cloud would produce, ultimately, dioxin? What's going to happen to dioxin? Or again, I'm not a chemist. Maybe one of you that's listening is. You could call in, 844-527-8723. I don't know how heavy it is. I don't know how long it'll take to sink Right? Because the image that we had, the particulate matter image that we had, that I'm sure Maggie has put in the chat room for all of you to see, you can see it in today's pile of prep at MikeChurch.com as well. You can see it in the email that we sent out uh, this morning to promote today's broadcast. So check your email. If, you want, if you're wondering where the link is, it's in that email. Uh, I don't know how long it takes for dioxin to fall to the earth. Maybe it will be harmless. Maybe I'm just knee-jerk reacting, and so is everyone else. You're going, it'll, it'll, it'll just blow out over the ocean. Maybe it will. I know if you look at a map, beyond Maine, or the, uh, the, uh, the northern part of Maine, where the end of the cloud is, is a stretch of Canada, then there's uh, Newfoundland, and then there's a stretch of ocean, and then there's Greenland, right? So it is possible that it could disperse, that it doesn't come to Earth. The dioxin will just, the, the, the dioxin will just float around in the upper atmosphere. Uh, wouldn't that be a worse thing, though? Now, depending on what the prevailing wind pattern is, and it, and it looks like uh, from the image that the wind pattern is north to northeast, where the wind is coming from the south-southwest. So a lot of unknowns here, but we trusted the government to take care of this. We elected people to run these agencies like the EPA. You see where I'm going with this? Whether you like it or whether I like it or not, at this juncture, we have entrusted them with all manner of lethal things that could kill us all. <laughs> you want a sobering thought for a Thursday morning? Well, there you go. They are in charge of a stockpile of nuclear warheads. How do we, how do we know that they're being safely kept? How do we know that one of the warhead, that the warhead might accidentally? Something may happen to some of the superstructure. Something may happen to, to some of the wiring. Something may uh, happen to some of the metal that encases it. You only need one to detonate. <laughs> you don't need all 10,000 of them. You only need one. <clears throat> Hydroelectric dams. What, what is the name of the town uh, in Pennsylvania? that was destroyed when a poorly built dam broke. 
they made a bunch of several movies about it. Uh, it's not Bethlehem, but it's it, 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 it's in that northwestern part. I want to say of a of, of Pennsylvania. Um, you know that movie that the Coen Brothers made, Wherefore Art Thou. Uh, at the end of the movie, that's the the the, the dam that the, the great flood that comes comes from that particular dam breaking. But the people that live below the dam trusted the people that built it. I don't know if it was government or not. Maybe it wasn't. But they trusted the people that built it. When you see a train crossing a track and you stop, and you have to sit there for five, six minutes, you know, when you're, when you're a little Chirins, this is fascinating. And Chirins are fascinated by trains. Some adults are still fascinated by trains. But when you sit there and you watch the train go by, do you ever wonder what's in it? I do, especially when those long cylinder-like cars are passing with the writing on there or with the uh, stenciled, uh, painted on, uh, stenciled on with paint markings on them of what's, ex what's inside. It's always in code, though. It never says vinyl chloride. <laughs> it's, there's some kind of a code, a four-letter a four or three-letter code. How did it get there? Who put it in the car? Is it safe to be rolling that out across the railways? These are questions that American people don't ask. And why don't they ask them? Because we trust. So you can knock and say that, we don't get the as a society, as a civilization, yes, we, we place the trust to protect us, ostensibly protect us, from events like this and these kind of accidents, we place that trust in government. That's a fact, and it fails. Yes, Mrs. O'Connell. Well, I was just going to say, you do that every time you cross a bridge. You, you trust that whoever built the bridge, it's sturdy enough That's to right. get you across it. And bridges have collapsed. The one in Minneapolis collapsed, what, 10 years ago? Uh, one of the spans fell into the uh, Mississippi River. My, my point with this is... We can look to place blame all you want, but ultimately at the end of the day, in this particular instance, who is responsible? What is responsible? Democracy. We entrusted the democratic process that it would, that it would appoint, that it would anoint, that it would insert the right people at the right places, that they would make the right calls to see to it that something like this could not happen. And that railway really tied that town together, did it not? And I'm not being facetious with this. This is a real valid point. I, it's, it's such a valid point, as a matter of fact. I would be shocked. I'd be very surprised if Donald Trump doesn't make a statement, statement similar to what I just said today and tomorrow. I'm surprised he hasn't already made one, as we learn more about this. Our government, and the government being run by the Biden regime, can no longer be trusted with protecting the American people from railway accidents. You, you, you can almost hear Trump saying this. And what he's referring to is, again, there is an exchange of trust here.